Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you are well. Uh, Here where I am living, we are experiencing a rather cold snap. Um, Last week, we were in, it was 80 degrees and we were in shorts. And this week, it is in the 20s and 30s and we have on multiple layers. So the craziness of Georgia weather. Who who knows? Who knows what it's going to be like? But with the warm temperatures, gets me in the mood to do some cleaning out. I've gone through clothes uh, in the last week or so, and I was just telling a neighbor just this afternoon that I need to get the curtains down and get those washed and clean blinds. And so y'all pray that I get motivated to do that. I know Brian's got his fingers crossed that I will. But today, uh, we're going to start a new series, and it's going to be this week and five more weeks, and I'm only going to cover one verse. So it's crazy how much good material that we can get from Scripture in even just one, one verse in the Bible. So I hope you'll be encouraged. I hope that you will learn something. And as we try and live a real Christian life, let's be real, it's hard. But thanks be to God that He has not left us to live this life alone, because He'll never leave us, He'll never forsake us. He has not left us without a helper, and that's the Holy Spirit. And He has not left us without instructions, and that is where the Bible comes in. And so we've got to know those instructions And then we've got to try and live them. Okay, so the verse I'm talking about is found in 1 Corinthians. And it's in the last chapter, chapter 16. And it's actually, it's two verses. Excuse me, I make that correction. It's verses 13 and 14. But before we even read that scripture, I want us to look at what my study Bible says about the book of 1 Corinthians. Just to give us a little background and to give us a better idea of what's going on, the setting of what Paul is writing into. So Paul is the author of 1 Corinthians. He's writing to a church in the city of Corinth. And when I read this introduction, you're going to feel like it's almost a little eerie how much Corinth sounds like the U.S. town or the international town in which you live city. So you could even plug in your town's name or your city's name as I'm reading this. But I want you to picture a bed of grass, and a chameleon comes and lays on that bed of grass. Its skin turns green. On the earth, the chameleon's skin turns brown. The animal changes to match the environment. Many creatures blend into nature with God-given camouflage suits to aid in their survival. It's natural to fit in and adapt to the environment. But for the follower of Christ, we are new creations, born from above and changed from within, with values and lifestyles that confront the world and clash with accepted morals. True believers don't blend in very well. The Christians in Corinth were struggling with their environment. 
surrounded by corruption and every conceivable sin, they felt the pressure to adapt. They knew they were free in Christ, but what did this freedom mean? How should they view idols or sexuality? What should they do about marriage, women in the church, and the gifts of the Spirit? These were more than theoretical questions. The church was being undermined by immorality and spiritual immaturity. The believer's faith was being tried in the crucible of immoral Corinth, and some of them were failing the test. Hearing this, Paul looked at their struggles and wrote this letter to address their problems, heal their divisions, and answer their questions. Paul confronted them with their sin and their need for corrective action and clear commitment to Christ. In this letter, Paul confronted the Corinthians about their sin and shortcomings, and 1 Corinthians calls all Christians to be careful not to blend in with the world and accept its values and lifestyles. We must live Christ-centered, blameless, loving lives that make a difference for God. So as we go through and look at this verse, I want us to all individually examine our values in the light of complete commitment to Christ. So what was Corinth really like? I'll continue referencing my study Bible, and it says that Corinth was a giant cultural melting pot with a great diversity of wealth, religions, and moral standards. Sounds like the United States or any modern-day city or country. Corinth had a reputation for being fiercely independent and as decadent as any city in the world. The Romans had destroyed Corinth in 146 B.C. after a rebellion. But in 46 B.C., the Roman emperor Julius Caesar rebuilt it because of its strategic seaport. By Paul's day in A.D. 50, the Romans had made Corinth the capital of Achaia, which is present-day Greece. It was a large city, offering Rome great profits through trades as well as the military protection of its ports. But the city's prosperity made it ripe for all sorts of corruption, idolatry flourished, and there were more than a dozen pagan temples employing at least a thousand prostitutes. Corinth's reputation was such that prostitutes in other cities began to call them Corinthian girls. So, in the light of all that, picture this church. These group of people who began believing on Jesus as their Savior and wanted to affect their city for Christ. And so Paul writes into this, and he addresses all the problems that, they're, that they were experiencing because of the effects of the culture that, was have, that it was having on them. And so we turn to the last chapter, chapter 16. I want to encourage you to take some time to read through 1 Corinthians But in chapter 16, we have verses 13 and 14. And in these, we find five direct commands from Paul to this church in order to encourage them. And I think it's also commands that we can take up and that we can participate in or follow as we await Christ's return. So what does each of these look like? 
We're going to dive into each one of these in the next couple weeks. But I want to read this first, these verses right now, and then kind of give you a, a quick overview with the time I have left. Verse 13, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men or women of courage, be strong, do everything in love. Five things, be on your guard. This is to be alert, quick to notice any unusual or potentially dangerous situations. We are also to stand firm in the faith, standing on the firm foundation of the gospel and developing an appetite for God's word. The third thing we're told to do is be men or women of courage. This is mental or moral strength, bravery, acting like the men and women we've been called to be. The fourth thing is to be strong, strengthened by God's inner working through his Holy Spirit. And then number five, to do everything in love. This is agape love, the affection or benevolence that we receive from God. And we can in turn give that back out to those around us. So in the next five weeks, we're going to break down each one of these directives, each one of these instructions that we've been given as we continue to try and live a life in the midst of a culture and a society where being a Christian, a follower of Christ, is one of the hardest things to do. There's so much around us that can pull us away from our faith. But be encouraged by these commands. And I hope that in the next five weeks, we'll learn a little bit more of how we can do these things. Because again, God hasn't told us to live a Christian life without giving us the instructions on how to do it. So as we reference other scriptures, as we look at things that Jesus has said, told us while he was here on earth, we're going to be able to have a better understanding of which each of these is talking about. So I hope that you will tune back in and that you will join us next week as we talk about being on our guard, being alert, being watchful as we live each and every day. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for my friends who are listening. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that these are instructions that will allow us to live a life that pleases you. And I pray that in the midst of a culture and a society that is unfavorable to the Christian life, you will give us strength, you will give us energy, you will help us in being encouraged by your word through the power of the Holy Spirit to continue to live the life you've called us to live, shining our lights to a dark world. God, we love you. We love Jesus and we thank you for him. And we pray all of these things in his name. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, I hope in this next week, maybe you can get some spring cleaning done. I don't know. I don't know that I will, but I'll update you on it next week. I hope that you'll look at this verse a little bit as we prepare for next week. And I'll meet you right back here then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. 
There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcast on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.